0: Support for this podcast comes from JCPenney. This holiday, our in-person gatherings may be a bit more intimate, and our virtual ones bigger than ever. But no matter how traditions change, what's most important is celebrating special moments with the people who matter most. JCPenney has all the best gifts all in one place, making it easy to send your warmest season's greetings to loved ones near and far. Looking for the perfect gifts for everyone on your list? We'll be back soon with some of our top gift picks. Joy, comfort, peace. JC Penny.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you guys for joining. Fantastic episode today. This was recorded April 14th, just for a little bit of context. Fantastic guest. This was before. I've taken a few measures to make um, audio and everything a little bit better, but it it should be. Let me know. Uh, The audio should be pretty decent on your end, but um, uh, now... Um, episodes that are being recorded with new techniques are uh, are going to sound that much more better learning the remote thing making all sorts of changes well here we or here we are podcast.com website is under construction right now getting some help from f- some fans to redo it actually and uh and i speaking of fans and bringing folks together um i really want to start some sort of here we are community or something i don't know what yet i don't know if it's as simple as starting a discord i don't really know much about discord or how simple it actually is but it seems easy enough i don't know if it would be a patreon only thing i really i love the idea of everyone being involved and i don't so uh, I don't know, there's there's always incentive to, these days, put stuff like that behind a paywall, and that always makes me a hair nervous to do. Though I've been doing some pretty cool stuff with Patreon. Of uh, I'm, I'm starting to do Zoom calls with, uh, with Patreon supporters and stuff. But here's the point. The reason I bring it up is, and maybe you can give me ideas, um, but I want people to be able to talk about this stuff. And you can go to YouTube and leave comments on, on the episodes, on the highlights. Um, you can share the highlights with friends, that sort of thing. But the big missing piece is you learn all this really cool stuff and then you don't have, a lot of people don't have anyone to share it with, to talk about it with, especially now that people are quarantined. Maybe it's even harder, or maybe it's easier because we're doing things remotely. It's easier to connect and create the social circle you want. I don't know. But I think that, uh, you know, when you get to hear a bunch of these cool ideas and learn something new, you'll integrate it a lot easier if you're able to share and talk about it more. If you're able to say, get in some chat board and be like, hey guys, just heard the new guest on the here we are podcast i'm thinking about getting our book the how of happiness or the myths of happiness and wondering if anyone wanted to do like a little book club or something like that something where people where you guys can meet one another i don't know i, I don't know if it'd work the idea of it is super cool i would love to pop in and and chat and uh do some stuff like that here and there and i you know How much time any one of us has to commit to any one thing is always shifting, especially right now. And so maybe something like that would be easy enough where you can just pop in kind of any time that you want to, and it can be kind of controlled by you guys. So that's one of the things that I've been thinking about. just trying to come up with ideas write me if you have any of your own but uh in the meantime if you have any questions the best new way to get them answered is to put them in a comment section on the youtube channel go to shanemoss.com another thing i'm trying to overhaul right now m-a-u-s-s Find the YouTube channel or just Google Shane Moss in YouTube and find the episode, leave a comment. That also helps engagement there as I haven't started. I don't start making my big push for um, the kind of YouTube stuff until September as we're almost done hiring, uh, ironing out all of the um, kinks and stuff in the uh, since making things video and so yeah if you go and subscribe on there if you're into that otherwise if you're uh, just an audio listener i appreciate you for subscribing here and checking out today's episode are we yes where are we here? Why are we here? Not entirely clear. We are misfits thrust into existence by random chance with no hints at all as to how we're supposed to make sense of it all. It's immensely bizarre. Here we are. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Here We Are podcast. I'm Shane Moss. Joining me today, return guest, Sonia Lubermirski is joining me today. Did I nail it? Close.
2: <laughs> what did i <laughs> no no, no it, was, it was good lubomirsky lubomirsky, lubomirsky. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah good <laughs> this close this close
1: oh i love it um okay. all right uh, there okay. we go I, i'm yeah. on i'm on track now the hard right. part's yeah. over okay and now we're into the fun stuff why don't you introduce yourself to folks tell uh, tell people a little bit um about what you do for those that didn't hear our first episode
2: Sure, Shane. Um, yeah, so I'm a professor of psychology uh, at the University of California, Riverside. Uh, I've been studying happiness for the last 30 years. Actually, I just had my 30th anniversary of this happiness research uh, in fall uh, 2019. So, yeah, so I'm research- I do research on happiness, on gratitude, on kindness, and on connection. Um,
1: uh, so what... Uh... Uh, it's been a while since I've talked to you, but yeah. with with uh, everything currently going on, you must be uh, you must be quite busy collecting all sorts of new data <laughs> and, and r- running some new studies. Um, are, you, are you jumping on the uh, hey, how, how are you doing over this is this is the the general feel that I get from most people is just like uh, it, the usual response is, uh, how am I doing? Oh, pretty good, all things considered. Yeah. There's a lot of that. <laughs> and then, right, right. And there's uh, a lot of like, oh, I've never been so creative. Coming up with all sorts right?
2: <laughs> Well, you know, there's a New York Times article that said that never in the history of science have, have so many scientists turned their research onto one topic in all fields, you know. Uh, and, and partly it's because a lot of research is halted. So I can't do research that's in person anymore. Um, one thing that I've been interested in is, is, is connection, sort of how do we connect to other people and the role that social connection plays in happiness. I think it's really the key to happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really, really relevant today. Um, another topic that I was really interested in for the few years before this happened is our, the differences between face-to-face connection and digital connection. So it's hugely relevant to what is happening. Uh, so I have a lot to say about that um and anyway and then we ended up collect- we had some data on how connected and happy people felt on february 12th and so we decided to follow up with those folks the- they're mostly in the us and uk uh and we collected sort of a another wave from the same people uh first week of april so then we could compare fascinating
1: post- yeah oh yeah. amazing yeah
2: We actually just submitted our first paper from that project last night. Um, And then uh, I have a colleague at UBC, Liz Dunn, and her uh, grad student, they also collected data pre-post on connection uh, from uh, University of British Columbia uh, undergrad. So we have sort of two different samples. So, and you wanna know what the answer is? What do you think Uh, happened?
1: (laughs) Over time, Oh boy. Okay. I, I, I love when I get to be put on the spot and feel nervous during (laughs) my, uh, I would say, oh boy, it's, it's so many things mixed together because financial insecurity is a big, a major player in a lot of people's lives, but people are reaching out and forming all of these social connect everyone's like all right starting from my friends in first grade and working my way (laughs) to the present i'm gonna reconnect with everyone (laughs) there's all this nostalgia that's happening of like everyone's posting pictures of like oh look at me when i was a kid see how much i used to smile back then (laughs) in the (laughs) old world (laughs) and and, uh yeah i I would say that on the day-to-day most people are doing pretty good. It's more mm-hmm. of the existential, bigger picture stuff that has yeah. people concerned.
2: No, that's a good answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, you have some potential as a scientist. Um, <laughs> well, well we, you know, it's, a, it's just a snapshot. So we have two samples. So comparing basically early February to early April, so pre-post, because yeah. um, in most countries, nothing was happening yet. Um, uh, so what we basically found that in terms of, in terms of satisfaction with life, uh, no change overall, no change. But in terms of social connection, um, in Canada, my colleagues found that a little bit of a drop in social connection. These are college students. I think college students' lives are much more disrupted than, than other people's. Well, not everyone else, but like I have two kids who were in college at the time. One was doing a study abroad program in Paris, uh, and both of them were just, you know, their college lives were completely disrupted. So finally they have to come home and live with their parents. So that sucks. Right. On any level. Um, my, our sample uh, was sort of adults, like community adults. I anyway, we found actually an improvement in loneliness. So people reported feeling less lonely uh, after social distancing. Huh. I think it's, be- yeah, I think it's because it's like we're all in the same boat. People are bonding, spending more time with their family, friends, if they are in the same household, reaching out, as you said, to their, first grade friends and you know everyone so now we'll see that was just a snapshot of kind of the first wave uh we want to follow up maybe in a month or so to see like once it sinks in is it like more depressing hmm
1: hmm yeah has it not sunk i guess it hasn't sunk in yet (laughs) i i think i think when summer i mean it's Uh, Somewhere in the U.S. anyway, rolls around and people are really missing out on their regular things that they would be doing or festivals or things like that.
2: Because right now there's still a
1: lot of like, you know, I kind of needed a break from work anyways.
2: (laughs) And people's hair. So funny. (laughs) We had a faculty meeting at my department uh, about 35 professors and i was noticing you know you're scrolling through the gallery view and and like god the guys are looking really grizzly now yeah
1: um, this is yeah, the longest yeah, I know, I this has that. ever been i think this is maybe <laughs> the longest that um uh, my uh, top of the head hair has ever been as well as, as, the, as the facial hair um, Look, Yeah, looking
2: good yeah but uh yeah i mean at first you're right first is sort of a break oh i get to spend time with my family or but then it's like, yeah, it's just knowing that it's we're in it for the long haul. I mean, at first we thought, okay, God, can I do this for two weeks? Can I do this for one month? And it's like, can I do this for three months, six months? Yeah. So I think, you know, we uh, you know, human beings really have a need for social connection, a need to belong is sort of a formal word for it. Yeah. And so we try to satisfy that need any way we, we can. And so we're arguing with these new data that, you know, people right, as you say, like if I can't connect in person with my friends and colleagues and family, I'm going to connect via zoom and, and FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know at some point, I guess like, that's the question. It's an empirical question. At some point, is that going to just be like not enough. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things we miss out on when we don't have face-to-face interactions, right? We don't have touch. We don't have smell, you know, some of that synchrony, the eye contact is not as good. It's like a little bit, worse. I've been trying to understand what what is it about in-person interactions that are so powerful and impactful, right? And one of my colleagues said, well, it's like you're breathing the same air, and maybe it's something about that. And, and I have a theater professor colleague who said, well, you know, when we speak, we send vibrations through our bones, literally. And we're somehow like not sensing those vibrations when we're not in person, you know, when we're on a screen. So, hmm. I don't know, it's really interesting.
1: You know, I've, I've, I've been thinking about the Maslow's monkeys here, here, here and there, yeah. of the of the wanting the cloth, the mother, and how- um...
2: Oh, Harlow, Harlow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Harlow, Harlow, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Ma- Maslow's the hierarchy, exactly. so that's what I was trying not to screw yeah. up, and then I did anyway. <laughs> it's okay. Um, uh, the uh, uh, Harlow's um mm-hmm. and and the the cloth mother and the and yeah. and, and how mm-hmm. how much we're missing that physical connection mm-hmm. right now i I think the sextile business really missed out on a whole market by m- not <laughs> making them cuddle dolls uh, as well had they had yeah. the foresight too
2: well Wisconsin <laughs> is the state right that's where you are now right that they had those cuddle uh, uh right the first state where you could pay someone to cuddle with you Do you know about oh this? I don't know. Oh. They I'm, I'm
1: disappointed. I've been trying to keep up with cuddle news as much as possible. I'm, I'm a, I'm a real cuddle advocate, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, this no, this
2: wasn't, yeah, this was a big thing. Like you could, and I actually have a friend who, um, who who was living in Wisconsin and he did it and he said, you know, you just go and it's, and you pay someone to cuddle with you. And it's this young woman came out and she was wearing, you know, a t-shirt and leggings and they kind of cut it. It was non-sexual, you know, and they cuddled and yeah, and it was nice, and but then they some they got shut down. I don't know what.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> cuddling <laughs> is illegal. Did you know that cuddling is illegal?
1: Uh, it sounds or paying about for right. cuddling
3: is
2: illegal. Uh, sounds
1: <laughs> about right. anyways, physical
2: touch. Physical touch is very important for connection. Yeah. My my uh, my colleague da- and friend Dacker Keltner at Berkeley. Uh, actually, I just saw an article where he was quoted. He said something like. Physical touch is the language of social connection. Mm-hmm. So it's very important.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder if, if you would be interested in, in commenting on how, how much of this, kind of the difference between what we assume that we want and, and need or or if you ask someone what do you want to do today or or what things are important to you and what things actually show some like long-term benefit for people because I have you, you know I tell myself like oh I was born to bubble I like I'm a I'm a natural hermit <laughs> and, <laughs> anyway and and I I don't really like social gatherings that much anyhow yeah. but you yeah. know I I, I remember, um, I had uh, Nick Epley on um, mm-hmm. the, five years ago or whatever, t- mm-hmm. talking about this this study of of making people talk to a stranger on their subway ride right. into work, and then and, and no one actually wanted to do that, and then and then the big takeaway punchline mm-hmm. was that that people often um, reflected positively on on the experience after the fact when they were forced to do it and Mm -hmm. i wonder how much of like i i would say that i i'm i I don't really consider myself a happy person i don't think that i'm unhappy i just don't Mm -hmm. really Think of myself as that yeah. happy of a person. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes I wonder if it's just because like my what what I tell myself that I want, which is my natural disposition towards kind mm-hmm. of isolation, is probably just not the healthiest thing for mm-hmm. a human primate. Right. Whether <sighs> whether they consciously yeah. think that they yeah. want that or not.
2: Yeah. Well, I think expectations are really, really important. Play a really important role in happiness and that that study you mentioned w- with the the trains in chicago is great right so people right they think like oh my god i'm not gonna wanna i always want to listen to my music i just want to read my my whatever the newspaper i don't want to talk to a stranger and then people actually enjoy talking to strangers there's also a study by liz dunn uh where people um, uh, felt happier after chatting with their barista just sort of saying hi and you know like you think like that's not going to make a huge difference in your life, but it does. And I I really, social connections are so critical. And actually there's a disconnect with introverts and extroverts where introverts think that connecting with others, spending more time in social interaction isn't going to be as rewarding. Actually, they do find it very rewarding more than they think. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but as a general rule, expectations are so important to happiness. And in fact, uh, you, you probably have seen data on like sort of who's the happiest country. And, uh, uh, usually, the Scandinavian countries are on top, and Denmark often is sort of the happiest country. Um, and I read this really nice article that so, that shows that um, the reason that the Danish are so happy is because they have low expectations, or lower expectations than others. So,
1: yeah, that's happy. so interesting. So, yeah. so it, oh, that it, yeah. I mean, I can definitely see. Um, uh, you know, I I often go to social interact, uh, you know, uh, social gatherings and stuff. As self care, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> yeah. going as like this. Yeah. Sounds like a fun time. I'm yeah, going yeah. like a. I had better go out and interact yeah. with people, oh, yeah. <laughs> or I yeah. might lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, uh, and, and so maybe you know, after the fact, I'll be like, hey that was nice playing some board games with some friends and catching up. Whereas I, I I wonder if you find that people that are extroverts have the opposite in terms of, in terms of their expectations being like, wow, can't wait to get right. to this party. And then right, afterwards right. being like, well, better luck next time. But,
2: uh, <laughs> so people have different expectations for what they think is rewarding in terms of social interactions. Uh, and, um, and so there's actually been this kind of uh uh, like meme out there about sort of introverts and extroverts, right? The intro, this is great. Like this thing is great for introverts, right? Like they've never been happier. You know, they're sitting at home, like playing video games all day. That's what they want to do anyway. Actually, I've, I've heard that. Um, and so we, in this recent data we collected, we actually looked to see if introverts and extroverts sort of fared better mm. in the, during this uh, sort of quarantine. Um, and we found was actually there was some evidence sort of that like, extroverts dropped in connection a little bit more than introverts, but they started out a lot higher. So they kind of had to, they had uh, more room to drop if you know what I mean. Um, so um, basically not, not, not as big a difference as we you'd expect. Um,
1: mm. Yeah. So okay. I, I have, uh, th- this mm-hmm. is uh, gosh, you must be so busy right now. I, I appreciate that. i I've, I've, I've I know you only have a short amount of time, um, uh, but I want to make sure and talk about one uh, the this face to face connection. So this is this was research you had already done about the difference between like virtually. Uh, interacting? Yeah,
2: a little bit of research. Yeah, we we have about that. Yeah, um,
1: yeah we
2: have. You want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. Well, so what yeah. did you find? I mean, well, I think this is deeply yeah. <laughs> important right yeah, yeah. now.
2: Well, generally, and not just me, but by the way, you might you (laughs) might be
1: interested to know that that um, that one of the one of the few trips uh, essential trips that I've made outside was for a webcam. I got like one of the last remaining webcams in all of Wisconsin. I was trying <laughs> to order one online so I didn't need to go out and it was going to be yes. it was going to take like 3 months or something yeah, like yeah. that. So yeah. so everyone's everyone's doing this right now. Yeah, exactly. Virtually. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Well, um yeah, so virtual versus face to face. So not just not just me but other other researchers are finding that as you might expect that face to face interactions are more connecting, more rewarding, more happiness inducing we've done studies where, um, for example, we did a study where we asked people, all right, for the next four weeks, we want you to do more acts of kindness. uh, Or for the next four weeks, we want you to engage more in social interactions. Uh, So three more social interactions per week or three acts of kindness per week. And then we looked to see how they uh, engaged in those interactions, both social and pro-social. And what we found is exactly what you'd expect, uh, I think, is that, the most connecting, like the interactions where you feel the most sort of positive and you feel in sync, and you feel like uh, you're really understood, those are those were the face-to-face ones. So that's kind of like the number one is face-to-face. Uh, after that was video video calling, you know, FaceTime, Skype, mm-hmm. Zoom. Next, I believe was phone. So it's, there's sort of this very nice linear effect where kind of the more cues we have in in terms of reading the other person's face or voice or body, uh, language, then the, the more connecting, the more connection you feel.
1: You're about to make me so happy. You're about Mm -hmm. to settle some arguments for me. Uh
2: Okay. Um,
1: what about texting and emailing?
2: Right. So that was kind of in the middle so that was like in the middle uh really? the worst yeah the worst ah, was social media yeah,
1: I didn't I didn't win the bet I was really well, hoping that that the texting think? and emailing was going was to be an inferior uh well, it was, no,
2: no it was inferior no, no it was inferior it was inferior to phone and video calling and face to face
1: oh okay yes it
2: was absolutely was it just wasn't as low as you'd expect um
1: I see but oh yeah
2: absolutely it was inferior the lowest was social media so, connecting yeah. over social media and web, I'm not even sure what that means, but um, actually, I could show you the, I could probably share my screen and show you that too. But um, um, anyway, yeah, so face to face, video, or phone are at the top.
1: Hmm. Okay. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one on one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. <laughs>
0: I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey.
1: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Support for this podcast comes from the IT experts at CDW, people who get it. At CDW, we get the future workplace works differently.
0: Today's my first day back. Almost forgot what floor we were on.
1: Understandable.
0: But with modern health and safety technology orchestrated by CDW, the future can work better. Technology like thermal screening and occupancy tracking enables employees to walk confidently into the office.
3: Wait, this isn't my floor. Is this even my building?
0: Even if it's been a while.
1: IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com futureofwork future of work. I mean, how big of a difference is there? How, 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 much, how much do you think you're... I mean, can you make up for a lack of physically, socially interacting with, with people in public compa- if, you, if you just get more of, say, virtually connecting with people?
2: Yeah, well, that's the, that's the question. That's the big question. I'm actually going to... I'm just looking at my data right now because I want to see what... Um, Yeah, how big the effect is. Um, So it's not a huge effect. I I guess my intuition is, no, you can't completely make up for the lack of face-to-face interactions, but you can make up for a lot of that. So I don't know what, 70%, I don't know, 80%, 50%, it's somewhere in there. But eventually, I mean, we don't want to live in a world where everyone's on a screen. I mean, I've been thinking like, is, are these people even real, right? And what if,
1: what if like <laughs> you, mean, you mean I'm not actually in space right How do I know right that now? you're real? <laughs> I,
2: what if the pandemic has actually killed everyone and all these meetings uh, I'm having on Zoom uh, and all these happy hours, all these people are not even real. I mean, at some point, I want to make sure they're real. I want to touch them and- <laughs> and breathe the same well, air as them.
1: It, you know, a funny thing is that I've noticed lots of, I mean, I run in some different circles, but I, I've noticed a lot of uh, of simulation theory uh, yeah. stuff yeah. bubbling up everywhere. Yeah. I kind of thought it was a coping mechanism and a bit of escapism, yeah. um, but but maybe yeah. that's compounded by the fact that yeah. we're all having yeah. to communicate virtually.
2: Right, there's this Isaac Asimov, book. I think it's called The Naked Sun. That's about exactly this. It's that these these people, they're living on some planet and they never see each other in person. It's all like this.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
2: Um, and actually i kind of want to read it cuz it's uh, it just sounds very relevant
1: <laughs> yeah, timely <laughs> it's
2: science fiction though but what we're living in is not science fiction uh, this I, is real. I
1: i watch westworld each week and that's kind of my like mm-hmm. um, post apocalyptic yeah. like artificial yeah. intelligence fix yeah. for, for the moment yeah. um so so uh, I, I really want to get into, <clears throat> oh, one, one last little little thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, when, when you talked about measuring the difference between acts of kindness and social interactions, the, mm. if you were picking one or the other, what was the takeaway?
2: Well, actually, and I, I didn't tell you the answer, uh, there was no difference in that study, which actually was, su- was surprising to us because we thought, well, the reason we even did that study is we, I, I do all this research on how doing acts of kindness makes people happier, makes mm-hmm. them feel connected. And so the question was, what is so special about acts of kindness? Is it the sort of the kind part, the the pro-social part, or is it really the social part? Because most people, when we ask them to do acts of kindness, they actually do this in person. I mean, not post, this is pre-pandemic where you actually could do that. Um, So we actually, we asked people either to do pro-social behaviors or social behaviors, and we found no difference in terms of happiness, positive emotions, connection, so maybe that's why it makes, I mean, I don't know that the answer is not out yet. You know, it, we need to do more research to follow up. Is,
1: is this, uh, I, I mean, this is why kind of volunteering combines both of these things. You're doing an act mm-hmm. of kindness in a social setting of going and working at the food banker yes, or, right, or right. what have you. Plus... People get to see you doing the acts of kindness. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. like it's just that extra little nudge. Oh, I mean, that's one.
2: That's <laughs> I, one of the benefits. Absolutely, feeling like you're a good person, enhancing your reputation. You can find a, a girlfriend, but who you know sees you being a kind person.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I, right. I mean, I mean, the, this this podcast gives me so much fulfillment and meaning, and I really believe mm. in science and believe I'm doing doing a mm. good thing and putting a lot of time, but Boy, do I love that validation when I get yeah. like those nice reviews yeah, and yeah, comments exactly. and everything. Exactly. I'm not going to lie to you. It's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I <laughs> um, yeah. could use more of them. Audience. <laughs> hint, hint. Um dance. <laughs> so, what what is some of the stuff that you've seen um, yeah. or, or or what are your takeaways so far of comparing your February data uh, to, uh, to your April data so far, you haven't noticed that much of a difference. You said, right.
2: Right. So I would say in my data set, no change in life satisfaction, uh, decreases in loneliness. People actually felt less lonely in April than in February. Um, yeah. And, uh, so that is, I guess that that is surprising. I think we thought it but it could have gone either way, right? Kind of like what you said when I asked you, what do you think the result was? You could imagine people feeling a lot more disconnected because they're suddenly, you know, not able to relate face-to-face with most people in their lives. Um, uh, but then they made, made up for it, you know? it's like It's like we have this universal need to connect and to feel like we belong. And so we somehow fulfill that need in whatever way we can, like, you know, doing Zoom happy hours every other night or... To spending, uh, you know, spending more time. I mean, you know, we we see all these evidence, right? People cheering healthcare workers on their balconies and singing and that kind of thing. Well, you know, every day I read something in the newspaper. Yesterday was an artist was hanging uh, paintings on the other side of like sort of the fence around her home. So as people walk by, it's kind of like a little art gallery that they're walking by because they can't actually go into real art galleries. Mm-hmm. And then this couple who are classical musicians that are giving concerts on their front porch for people who are passing by. So, you know, we're, we're Amazing. doing what we can to connect. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. And I'd say that it's going to be a little tough to predict because you have like, okay, at first it's like, all right, look, more time with my family. Jeez. I've been meaning to get more time with the kids. And then, and then a little more time goes by and it's like, Oh, my daughter interrupting my, inter- oh, that's, that's still cute. Uh, uh, in, a, in another month, people are going to be like, all right, I guess I make my own hazmat suit so I can get back to my cubicle. Never thought I'd miss my cubicle. So, and then so all much. the,
2: all, and all the, mar- all the, all the marriages, right? Like you're, your uh, significant other, spouse, right, working right beside. So my husband is working like just uh, six feet from me, on the other side of a door, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that's been hard. And my my one of my kids. So I have two college age kids and then two little ones. And one of my oldest, who's about to turn twenty one, um, gave me this article from the New York Times, which suggests spousal distancing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, like, I have, I have. Uh, I have one of my one of my uh, good friends who she's been um, she's been married for seventeen years or something mm. like that. Basically, high school sweethearts. Yeah. yeah, they're and they're a great couple. And they're if you ask them what their secret is, it's just like, oh, we have separate bedrooms and we don't <laughs> see each other that much. <laughs>
2: and, no, I love that. And then you could have you have novelty and variety that way because the secret is novelty and variety. So you can have. Novelty and variety that way. Yeah, uh, this was this wasn't. Best, in, but, yeah. They
1: they didn't they didn't talk about quarantines and marriage vows. <laughs> or people <laughs> people would have thought a little <laughs> a little bit. I think of. I bet there's a. I bet there's a fair number of of weddings that got postponed, and now those people living together are now now they're just going oh. to be called off <laughs> completely. Well,
2: I just I just got an email from a friend who has a friend in Wuhan. Uh, who says that both marriage rates and divorce rates have gone up so both marriage and divorce which makes sense right you could sort of see both things happening yeah, yeah this yeah.
1: is a very like bipolar sort of a time it's <laughs> yeah. like a lot of very exciting like whoa new opportunities and then like <laughs> the depths of, <laughs> of the dark <laughs> the the, the, yeah. the darkest moments are and are then that someone much and the,
2: right and then someone was saying god what is happening to infidelity like is this mean you know, if the rates of infidelity are going down because there's just no opportunities for that. Plus, if
1: it's I mean, there's also these considerations of like um, porn or something like that might have might have seemed pretty benign in the past. <laughs> but now that porn is as much of a social interaction <laughs> as anything else is. <laughs> <is> that <laughs>
2: i was thinking of porn too because um uh, i read somewhere right like like uh th- through the roof right like use of porn has gone through the roof which makes sense people are at home on the other hand people are also at home stuck with other people in their household so yeah. you think that there's not as much privacy but
1: i yeah, guess they're finding yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm actually quarantined with my parents at the moment because <laughs> when, when I, when I went to the quarantine, it was, it was when I canceled gigs <laughs> out until April and Michigan was going to be my <laughs> next stop. So I was like, yeah, go visit the fam for a <laughs> I, little bit. I don't,
2: but Shane, <laughs> I don't really want you to continue that thought. <laughs> so, but anyway, no, yeah,
1: but no, just in, in terms of privacy, I was, I was, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 I'm I'm actually going a different direction than the porn conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, i Good. Uh, uh, Good. where I was going was I, I've I've been I've been desperately needing to get a uh, a mushroom trip under my belt to cope <laughs> with this quarantine, but it's making it very difficult to do. I, I feel I feel like I'm in high school again, yeah, trying yeah. to like sneak out of the house That's to go right. and do drugs.
2: All right. Well, I, I, feel, I, I probably should talk on this podcast, but yes, there's, there's lots of discussion of how to create these kinds of experiences, whether with parents or
3: with kids. Yeah, yeah. So, uh,
2: so yes, uh, it's, it's, uh-huh. a, it's, it's a challenging for everyone.
3: Hey, everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck-turned-restaurant, Slutty Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Mwemba, the cutting-edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D Digital Fashion Show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern-day Renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the Black-owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, youtube or wherever you get your favorite podcasts
0: it's jc penny here back with some great gift ideas for everyone on your list and they're all available now at your local jc penny or online need gifts for her check out our selection of diamond jewelry that's sure to put a sparkle in her eye or help her cozy up at home with pajama separates and super soft slippers for him try jc penny's grooming products like shave sets and trimmers Or compliment his style with smart flannels and jeans from brands like Arizona, Levi's, and more. Also, stop by Sephora inside JCPenney to find top fragrances for both him and her. For the kids, shop this year's must-have toys and games for all ages. Or bring smiles to all with matching sleepwear sets for the whole family. And for everyone else on your list, share some warmth with a heated blanket, an ultra-cozy scarf, or let them decide with a gift card. There are so many ways to share the joy this holiday season, and so many ways to shop JCPenney. Visit a store near you, pick up curbside, or go to jcp.com. Joy, comfort, peace. JCPenney.
1: Do you have any, um, you know, uh, j- just before uh, before we wrap up, I don't want to put you on the spot too much, yeah. um, but, but one of my favorite things about the quarantine is, is mm-hmm. everyone seems to have their filters off a little more than usual. Mm-hmm. And these these typically very cautious scientists uh, that I'm used to interviewing (laughs) and say all of their most interesting things (laughs) after I hit stop on the recording (laughs) device. (laughs) That's <laughs> As I, I'm sure you understand. That's right. Uh, um, uh, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. uh, I, I'm having some less filtered conversations yeah. than normal with folks. Yeah. It's been really yeah. refreshing. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, people are having similar, uh, similarly open conversations with their families and yeah. friends, and like everyone's really opening up. This is yeah. one of these beautiful, wonderful things that I think is coming out of all of this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but if, if I could, uh, yeah. if I could get you to maybe wildly speculate, I'm not going to hold you to this yeah. on 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 how how you think when you when you go back and study, uh, do a follow up study with these same folks from February in, and now April in, yeah. say, June. Yeah. Uh, um you you have any uh what, what do you what do you make <laughs> right. a prediction wow, what as a what you might see crazy
2: question <laughs> yeah. um and actually early june is when i was sort of thinking we were thinking of following them up uh you know yeah obviously the answer is going to depend on what's happening at that time and if we're in it for the long haul i mean and it's it is depressing right because even if things you know i mean i was reading like no more concerts no more Dinners with ten people. No more conferences for a long time, right? If things so go if really we,
1: well, you're still going to need probably a vaccine before there's concerts. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: So that, to me, as an extrovert, as someone who really loves traveling and going to uh, going to a conference or a festival or something, it's just yeah, it, that's very depressing. So once that that hits, that kind of right, that knowledge that it's things are it's going to be a very long time. So I I, I can imagine there would be less. Yeah, less happiness, uh, less sense of connection when it uh, really, uh, what's the word? Yeah, it just like really hits you. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I've talked to people about this, how they, they kind of, a lot of people are saying, maybe you already mentioned this too, like day to day, we're sort of distracted, we're busy, we're having these like Zoom calls, but then once in a while, it just like, kind of hits you, you know? And then those people who live in cities, like I'm, I live in Santa Monica, this beautiful place. And when I walk, when I look outside my window, it doesn't actually look any different. You know, in fact, there's all these neighbors that have come out of the woodwork and they're walking that I never never Mm -hmm. saw before because they used to just get in their cars. Um, But if you live in a city, right, it looks more apocalyptic when you look out Mm -hmm. the window because it looks so different. But anyway, so my prediction is if things are if we're in it for the long haul, you're going to see less happiness and less connection in June.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, the day to day for me is like you know there there's there's two very different problems where where I had um, mm-hmm. you know I was on the road a lot and I was I was feeling like a semblance of financial security, mm-hmm. like really really stable income mm-hmm. for the first time because I was doing the show stand up science. It was like three mm-hmm. shows a week. I was no longer mm-hmm. at the mercy of co- the whims of comedy clubs mm-hmm. and whenever they felt like uh, booking me, and um, and then but sometimes because of the touring schedule um being such a grind i wasn't maybe Mm -hmm. feeling as creative and so so there's these moments for Mm -hmm. for i think most any comic where you won't write a decent joke or come up with a decent idea for like a month or something like that and you'll be like Am I ever going to have yeah. a new idea again? Exactly. Did yeah, the yeah. joke machine yeah. stop? Am yeah. I, oh no. And there, there's yeah. this whole, that kind of crisis. Yeah. I am so far from anything like that yeah. right now. Yeah. Right now, uh, the day-to-day, I come up with two new ideas for, pro- or, or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. 10 new ideas for projects that I could yeah. do every single day. I have, I have more ideas than I could ever possibly pursue Wow. Um, and that's very exciting, and like makes me feel good. And like, oh, I made some fun posts today. Got some retweets. Put a cool video out there. People seem to like that. Had a great interview with someone. Terrific. And then, uh, oh, crap! Is anyone is any of this going to pay me money? Is like the the long term right um, uh, stressor for me. So yeah. so I get a little bit of both worlds. But you are going to find such interesting that if you keep on – um, uh, I, I think one of the good things for people is that they're going to be experiencing the most neural plasticity that they've ever, because things are changing mm. so rapidly. Mm. And I think a lot of people are kind mm. of uh, uh, stuck in a nine to five rut that humans weren't really mm. evolved to uh, mm. be doing the same kind of repetitive tasks day in and day out. And now things are changing so quickly. So every two months as you go and yeah. It, it, if you happen to evaluate things, you're going to be like, okay, now how are things once you start to loosen guidelines and people can start having small gatherings. Okay, that's exciting at first and then people get used to that and then people can go to concerts again. That's exciting at first and then people can, this is going to be a very interesting time to get so much data.
2: Yeah, so it'll be good actually maybe that it's gradual because one thing I study is hedonic adaptation, right? Which is this phenomenon that human beings are really really good and very quick at adapting to changes in their lives, which is good in the, in the negative domain, but not so good in the positive domain. And so if we get everything back all at once, then we will adapt, you know, eventually pretty soon, and then go back to normal baseline. But right, but if we kind of phase it in, then... In a way, it's actually how to craft the most happiness. Yeah, uh, we'll be so,
1: small incremental gains and yeah. in getting right. our liberties. And, You're right, like
2: one of my best back. friends is in Barcelona and so she's she just can't wait until she can go outside. They can't even walk outside. So to her, that's gonna be like amazing. And so you have that and then you can do the next thing. Um, but you know, you were talking about psychedelics earlier and I, and I was thinking about, what is that? I think it was from the Michael Pollan book, that metaphor of like the snow covered hill. And imagine that it's like this, just fresh snow. And then you, a thought or behavior happens and it's like a little sled going down the hill and it creates mm-hmm. these tracks. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the next thought is going to be a little bit more likely to go into that track. And then you take a psychedelic and it just kind of like flattens that, that yeah. snow. And I, and you are kind of saying that that's what's happening now. Right. It's like, we're kind of flattening those yeah. tracks, those trails. Right. Yep. Starting I, all over I, again.
1: Yeah. I just, I just had a, uh, I just had a, I did a special event um, with, with psychedelic researchers comparing what's happening right now to the psychedelic experience. I, I, I find it, I find it to be a very, very similar. Uh, Great. <laughs> um, Great minds think alike. Ex- yeah. Experience. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. And um, so, so yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know what, this is, this, this is one, one of the things you you've reminded me to, uh, work on my kindness a little bit because I, I definitely um, For anyone following me on Twitter is probably like yeah, you need to work on your kindness a little. Uh, Tw- so Twitter's funny. just the the, the yeah. dumpster yeah. fire that allows me to yeah. uh, vent whatever frustrations um, yeah. That I have and then I put my positive right. stuff on Instagram but um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean that might be something that we'll have to, mm-hmm. uh, as we're all getting used to the digital, digital, virtual space. Mm-hmm. How how to how mm-hmm. to treat people more as if as if everyone's a face to face interaction <laughs> might might be something that makes our virtual mm-hmm. world a better place mm-hmm. to live in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love, I actually am now. Uh, loving this idea of these small incremental gains I preach this to people all of the time as someone who's had their dreams come true yeah, I've yeah, seen the yeah. downside of having yeah, these yeah. big peaks and then <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely
2: and research and research supports that we want to have yeah it has to, on, the, on the upswing upslope small incremental gains you know and then you adapt to that and then you get something else and uh, yeah so, up, but on, on
1: the downside, you want a nice sharp bottom out, and then
2: I, I think so. Rip, I rip think off so. the
1: band aid. Yeah,
2: exactly. And then and then stop, because the, the worst possible <laughs> scenario is that you keep deteriorating, and, and it's uncertain how much or when, and you'll never stop. So, like the the worst disease you can have is ALS, because you keep getting worse, right? And so yeah. we ask ALS patients, okay, no matter how bad off they are, what if we just stop the disease today? and they'd be like, that would be, okay. that would be fine. You know, I would adapt, I would, that would be fine. It's just the fact that it keeps getting worse. So we, we wanna keep getting better slowly and, with wor- and we wanna stop getting worse. Even if it's really bad, we wanna just stop, right?
1: I've been, I guess I've been living life correctly uh, during yeah. this quarantine because I've been learning little bits. I've yeah. been chipping yeah. away all throughout yeah. the day, yeah. these yeah. little gains, and then once in a while, I'll just go on like a two-day bender hit rock bottom real quick, <laughs> yeah. and, then oh, du- right. and then dust myself off. And, and yeah, that back. makes sense.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. I know I'm already yeah. keeping you a few minutes longer than we mm-hmm. agreed upon, so I apologize. Um, yeah. But this was a fantastic conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go Go feed your daughter um or whatever. whatever i don't know what she wants or, or whatever <laughs> I needs to be done and and uh, I, I i hope you take care yeah. with your very full yeah. household and yeah. and yeah. uh manage this and and keep on collecting i would i would love if you're if you're ever up for it um, come June or whenever you get some new results, I would absolutely love an update from you. And I'm cool, sure that cool, cool. Thank you, will, thank you. And you, you anytime, be, no
2: big deal. And you'd be nice to your parents. Oh, Wisconsin. I will.
1: They're wonderful. They're wonderful people. Okay. They just don't. Uh, that I just can't trip balls with them. That's all. <laughs> um, <Okay>. So, so <laughs> th- th- thank all you right. for your time, and Great. thank you, listeners, thank you. for being such wonderful, curious people. We'll
2: talk with you next episode.